it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Hey everyone, it's Brandy. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I absolutely enjoy bringing this awesome content to you. Look, beauty professionals, this show is for you. And I want to make sure we can continue to bring our awesome guests and awesome information to help empower the beauty community all over the world. You can help by doing your part in making a small donation. You can check our link in the show notes and donate right on Anchor, or we'll have another link available for you to do so. Thank you so much for supporting. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're sharing it as well. As always, stay great. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's episode with you. It's a new day, a new week, and a new episode of the Business Beauty Network podcast. Happy Monday. It's officially fall. Like, I feel like October makes it fall. Like, I know it's fall towards the end of September, like maybe around the 21st and 22nd. But I feel like once October hits, you're like, okay, it's fall now. And it's one of my favorite seasons. I am a jacket girl, so I love jackets and I love cute sweaters and I love booties, right? Any fall fashion, I'm all for it. So I'm ready to dress for this fall, but I have an awesome, awesome episode in store for you today. I had a great conversation with Alexis Martin. I met Alexis a few months back at an event and I was on a panel and she was recruiting for that panel, but I've been connected with her ever since then. I would say maybe over the past, I don't know, year or so. I have had the opportunity to see the growth in her business and see the awesome marketing and everything that she's been doing. And I connected with her and I loved her story. And I was like, you have to come on the podcast and just share your journey and share what you've been doing in your business. And she gracefully accepted my invitation. I really, really enjoyed chatting with her and just learning more about her business. And I was really like impressed, guys, like for her to only be 25, I really just was impressed by the knowledge she has of the industry and how she just made boss moves quickly, you know, and make boss decisions. I know a lot of people struggle with those things, but Alexis is doing some things. So here is a little bit of her bio. Alexis Martin. Licensed cosmetologist turned esthetician who went from behind the brow bar of the global brand Benefit Cosmetics to officially opening her own business two weeks after the global pandemic, all at the age of 25. She has serviced over 500 plus clients within her first year of business, and she soon opened her second location. She shared a wealth of knowledge, guys. I mean, she shared a lot about her journey, the ups and the downs, and we just laughed and we had such a great conversation. You're really going to enjoy this interview. Make sure you really tune into it. Let me know what you think of it too. Definitely DM me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor. Follow me there. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you really enjoyed the interview, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you leave a review there, but connect with me. I am also looking for co-hosts, guys. We have a new, new segment, which is the Beauty Boss Chats. So bi-weekly, I'm going to be bringing on a variety of beauty bosses, and we're just going to talk about 
random things guys gossip trends what's going on in the industry beauty stuff makeup stuff whatever so i wanted to bring a fun element and i'm super excited about that so if you missed our first episode it aired right before this one so make sure you check that beauty boss chat out but this interview was awesome and i think you're really really going to enjoy it check all the information in the show notes on, on how to connect with alexis and how to follow her on Instagram. I truly believe that this is only the beginning. She is wise beyond her years and she shared so much on this show. And I really, really enjoyed just, you know, having her on and chatting with her and just learning more about her journey. And I think you will too. But enough of all of that stuff. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you got your water, your coffee, whatever works for you. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. We have an awesome guest today, Alexis Martin. Welcome, Alexis. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, girl. So I'm super excited to talk to you today, Alexis. Um, before we get into your business and all the awesome things that you're doing, tell us something about yourself that most people would not know. Ooh, well, you know, I actually am a praise dancer. <laughs> I have my own ministry. So yeah, it's called Fire and Glory International Ministries. And it is a ministry that's centered around creative arts. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love praise dance. I love praise and worship. And I love the praise dance. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good, good. So let's get into your beauty story, Alexis. Like, tell us, how did you get into the beauty industry? Well, you know, I kind of <clears throat> stumbled upon the beauty industry, um, Brandy, whenever I realized that I didn't want to do hair because I was a, cosmetolo I was a cosmetologist first. Um, whenever I was in um, school, I ended up uh, finishing high school, I say. I was a dual um, I got a dual uh, credit to be able to have my license after I graduated. And so I knew that I wanted to do hair. I just knew it. Like I felt it, you know, in my spirit, like I'm going to be a hairstylist. I know I'm going to be a hairstylist. And because I was just infatuated with hair, I loved hair. And my mom didn't know how to do my hair. So my hair, I was always walking around looking crazy. So I was like, if, if I don't do anybody else's hair, I'm going to do my hair. <laughs> my hair is going to be bomb. <laughs> So I started off as a cosmetologist. I, um, after I gradu um, graduated, took my state board, got my license, I literally started the next day <laughs> working as a hairstylist assistant for uh, one of the most popular um, hairstylists within my local town. Um, she was amazing. I loved her. Um, and the only thing was that um, she specialized in short hair. And we all know short hair people who specialize in something, that's gonna be 80 to 85% of their clientele. And so as a hairstylist assistant, you are responsible for assisting, meaning you're prepping, you're prepping the clients to be styled. So that goes to saying that I am, you know, washing, I'm coloring, I'm um, also um, stop, not styling, but kind of like pre-styling, like a preset. So if anybody's familiar with short hair, short hair, in order to preset the short hair before you curl it, you have to, do the finger waves, you know, and you have to do oh, foam yeah. and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I hated finger waves in school. You know, I was <laughs> like, whenever I got out of school, like, you, 
you don't understand, Brandy. We were doing finger waves like for like an hour. We were doing finger waves, and it was just like, you know what? This is a two-hour class. You know, I don't want to be in here. You know, doing so. Whenever I graduated, I was so happy. You know, I didn't have to do finger waves no more. I can go ahead. I can start to do whatever I want to do. But my silly self gonna go to a hairstylist that's gonna make me do finger waves all over again. I was like, you know, this is. After about a good year, y'all, I said, this is just not what I pictured for myself, you know? It wasn't what I pictured for myself. So I had that conversation with her and I let her know, you know, listen, this is not what, you know, I really want to do. And at that time, I was really into makeup. I was really into brows. Um, I was obsessed with brows and um, I was obsessed with getting my brows done. And I met this lady and she, who was my, uh, who was my brow artist um, at the time, and I asked her, you know, where did she get her training from and things like that? And she said, um, well, I went um, to Benefit and they taught me how to, you know, wax eyebrows and stuff. And I said, oh, okay. So I decided to go uh, to Ulta Beauty and, and, and uh, apply for uh, a job as an esthetician. Um, and it was going to be waxing brows, uh, doing eyelashes, and of course, um, working with their products, such as their skincare and their cosmetics. Um, and selling those and so that's kind of like how I got into the beauty industry <laughs> so that's interesting so you didn't start off with skin you started off with hair <laughs> but, but you realized that wasn't it but like I was telling you when we were speaking before I'm just glad that you owned it early on you was like okay this is not for me let me just, you know, not do this and figure out what is for me because sometimes people get stuck. And I've I've heard I've heard people like I did this for five years and I finally figured out that was for me. I did it for 10 years or 20 years. But after one year, Alexis was like, uh-uh, honey, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So so your journey wasn't traditional as you went like to the altar route. And some people do the altar route and the benefit route. I'm familiar with that because like you'll you'll be an auto employee, but you're kind of like an ambassador for benefit. So you kind of work in both and everything. And um, so tell, so share a little bit about your experience. Um, while you were working with, at Austin, is that where you discovered your love for skincare? Or, you know, just kind of take us through that a little bit. Yeah, so that's where um, I discovered, whenever I started working uh, for Ulta, um, I in, and I was the benefit uh, employee, they call us the benefit brow girls. Um, I was able to go and uh, they pay for my training and everything and in the training was where I learned a lot about um skin I learned a lot about uh because they have a skincare line if anybody don't know about benefit they have a skincare line um and so I was also able to learn also as well as about cosmetics because whenever you're dealing with cosmetics you kind of have to know about skin you kind of have to know like where do you apply you know certain products how does it look how does it you know make the skin look how do you prep the skin before you apply the cosmetics things like that um but all of those things um they talked to they taught they taught us um whenever we were going through sales training. So a lot of people don't know that a lot of these big brands are really sales driven. And so <laughs> for me, mm -hmm. I ended up falling in love with uh, not being sales driven, but being sales driven kind of helped me to fall in love with skin. It helped me to fall in love with brows. It helped me to fall in love with lashes because in benefit not only are you supposed to be selling product but you're supposed to be selling services so i was going to people in ulta and i was stopping them and i was saying hey you know who do who does your lashes you know and they'll be like oh, i'm not wearing any lashes i said oh well you know they're so pretty i was like 
why don't you come over here for a second and let me show you this mascara that'll probably make a pop, you know, a little bit even more, you know? So I kind of learned how to just talk to people and that led me to building my clientele. And I'll talk about that a little later, but <laughs> just learning how to do that, you know, working for a benefit, it really, really helped me, uh, Brandy. And so I would tell I'm glad you to share that. I'm glad you share that. I want to, before, before you get into your next thought, I want to kind of, mm -hmm kind of stay there briefly mm -hmm. because you said a few things Alexis you talked about how you you know initially you just wanted to do brows you just wanted to do you know the services it, you know you probably didn't really know how much the selling part went into it right yeah because I learned when I remember you know going to work at Mac I realized early on you had it wasn't enough to know how to apply the lipstick you had to get her to go home with it right mm -hmm. Exactly. You had to get her to go home with it. But where that really is beneficial knowing is when you think about like, even if you, whether you're a hairstylist, esthetician, makeup artist, whatever it is, the selling piece is the biggest piece for people that they, they struggle with. They struggle with, like, even if they add retail, you know, adding things onto the sale, getting a client to go home with something other than just whatever service that you provided. But I feel like when you when you do work for places like at Austin Sephora and you get to work for brands, the benefit of that is getting gaining that sales experience and learning how not to just give someone a solution or just a service, but actually sending them home with a solution or sending them home with some products as well and getting them to go home with the recommended products and all of those things can be definitely help you along the line in your business. And I know you were going to dive into that. So I want to talk about your business because you you started out of the gate as a cosmetologist, worked that thing for a year, went into benefit, worked with them for a while. And then during the pandemic, you just blew up. So we got to talk about your business and how you grew your business during the pandemic. So kind of take us, you know, along this journey. Well, during the pandemic, um, I was kind of, I was laid off at a, a salon that I worked at um, previous to um, Benefit. Um, they let us off. They offered for us to take out a loan with them. And I was like, oh, that's, I'm not taking out a loan, you know, from my employee, my employer. Um, I was like, that's stupid. And I don't even know how long this, you know, COVID stuff is going to last. I mean, me taking out a loan, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to, you know, pay it back. Like, what? I've never even heard of that. Like, exactly. Really, we didn't even uh, Brandy, I was just, I, I was baffled. I was like, excuse me, take out a loan? Uh, no, ma'am, no, thank you. <laughs> so, you know, as we, uh, as I go home and I sat there for two weeks and um, they ended up sending us a uh, massive group text telling us that, hey, you guys, you can go ahead and apply for unemployment benefits. So I'm now I'm thinking, I'm unemployed. <laughs> What's going on? Like, what are they not saying? What are they not telling us? You know, I don't know how to prepare. And they're just saying, we'll let you know once we know. And so I'm like, what? You know, like, I don't, like, what is going on? Like, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm a little scared. Everything is going through my mind. Like, am I even going to have a job whenever, you know, everything opens back up again? Is everything going to open back up? And I was like, it was so hard because if you guys can kind of put yourself back in the mentality of when everything was shut down and you were in the pandemic and you had to be at home, you know, I'm. It's already. I got a lot of crazy thoughts going through my mind, and now I'm getting this text message, and it's not helping. You know, so now I'm like, okay, I'm panicking. I'm like, I gotta do something. I gotta figure something out because it's it's just me. I gotta take care of me, and I don't want to be 
homeless. I don't want to be out on the street or anything like that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get on an unemployment. And you guys know that during the unemployment phase um, under the CARE Act, we on um, the CARES Act, we were able to get that extra $600 boost. So I was able to take that, what, $1,400 that I started getting every week. I took that and I started to open up my business. I took that, that money. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy my LLC. Go ahead, buy my LLC. Bought um, everything that I need to structure my business uh, the correct way. Bought my cosmetology salon license because um, you guys know you have to have that salon license whenever you um, open up your own uh, space. Um, I decided to go to a a place. Um, there was uh, the sign I saw that was like $350 suites available office suites available so i called the number and the guy said oh you know well we don't have any of those um left but we do have a two-room suite um but it's more and i said well let's see it you know i was like i don't care i'm i'm gonna do this regardless i don't care what the price is just, let's just go so he said it's probably gonna be about three hundred dollars three hundred dollars more um and i said you know what that's fine it's a beautiful space y'all i went to home depot the next day, got me some paint. Okay, I painted that whole house—that not the whole house, but the whole suite—by myself, uh, both rooms. Um, that night, I went to Amazon and I bought pretty much um, all of my like, um, uh, what do you call, what do you call those things? My massage table, uh, bed. I bought you know supplies that I needed, like trays and different things and uh, decor, things like that. I just went to Amazon and got that and got that. Uh, I went to Wayfair, got me a little couch for my waiting area. Um, and I also got a shelf for products and everything like that. So literally I took the money that, I took advantage of the pandemic. I took the money that I was getting from the unemployment. I started my business. Um, and it was, it was, it was beautiful, Brandy. It was Smart really move. And right at the brink of me starting, I kid you not, a month, not even a month later, I get the cease and desist letter from my job. The job, the job that I work, my ex job, you know, the job that I worked that I quit, you know, in order to start my business, because I said, you know, once everything opened back up, you know, in May, it was kind of like everything went so fast for me, you know, because it's like I was opening up my business. I was thinking about anything. I just remember them telling us like, hey, we're, you know, we're going to open up when everything opens up. And I'm like, well, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bag coming up back. Alexis, wait a minute. Let's bag up. So you, first of all, smart move. Kudos to you for doing that. Like when you got that money, you decided to like, I'm going to invest it in my business because like instead of me being unemployed, because you could have just collected unemployment, just kind of waited on the job. You could apply for other jobs or you could have, you know, done a, a variety of things, but you decided to just step out and bet on yourself. Yeah. So before we even go into all the little things, well, what made you be like, I'm going to just take this money and do my own thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Did you second guess that? Did you know that that was the right move? Did you feel it? Like, take us through I that. Did. I second guessed, I second guessed a lot, especially, you know, being at home. <laughs> being mm -hmm. at home because you know I didn't really you know you couldn't really go out you know unless you go to the grocery store so yeah I second guess a lot um but you know what I prayed on it Brandy um and I talked with my mom about it um and she was just very supportive she said why don't you just go ahead and start you know just start like what you know what could really go wrong I mean at the end of the day after this is over and everything opens up 
people gonna be knocking down your door trying to get in because everybody's gonna be looking for somebody that can wax their brows. <laughs> somebody's gonna be looking, you know, for beauty stuff. Like everybody's gonna be looking for some type, something to do, you know, something to do just to get out the house, you know? And so she's like, why not just go ahead and do it? Um, if you feel like you can, you know, you have the, the, the mindset, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, being a business owner, you gotta master that mindset. So if you have the mindset to be able to sustain, you know, in this type of economy, then you will be good. You will be good. You'll be good to face anything. And so I said, okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do it. And it was scary, Brandy, but at the end of the day, I tell anybody, pray on it and talk to somebody who has your best interests at heart, who wants to see you grow. Don't talk to somebody who you know that's gonna probably, you know, doubt you or, you know, put something in your mind that's a negative thought or a ne something that'll kind of deter you okay, for making a decision that really could be life-changing, you know? But I was able to talk to my mom, who's somebody I know who cares, who's somebody I know who's, yeah, she's going to give me, you know, the logic behind everything, but she's also going to be encouraging. And so at that time, I, that's what I needed. I needed the encouragement, you know, and that was kind of active as like a push to say, do it, do it, do it, do it, just do it. I mean, you can't fail unless you stop, right? Mm -hmm. You can't fail unless you stop. You can't fail unless you quit. You can't fail unless you give up. So as long as I keep going, at the end of the day, God is going to blow on it. And when God blows on it, I know for a fact that I'm going to be ready because I had the mindset and the willpower to sustain in this type of <laughs> economy. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. I know we are the podcast. <laughs> somebody. All right, Alexis. Yes, yes. I feel all of that. And so tell us what what so now you 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 made this decision, you have invested, you got this two-room suite, you know, went on Amazon, you decked it out, you got the, everything you need. How did we get these clients in? Like what, what what was the next step? What did you do? How did you start to get business? Well, one thing I did was I managed to do Facebook ads and Facebook ads. Instagram ads, that's what like really brought in most of my clientele. Um, because I didn't, I don't think when I first started, I even had a Google my business listing. Like, I don't think, I don't think when I first started, um, you could Google me. I think it, I got, I, I understood that later. <laughs> I understood that a little later in the game. But um, I literally just took advantage of Facebook ads and y'all, y'all will never believe this. My first <laughs> Facebook ad was literally a Facebook ad for a $20 brow wax, right? And that literally, from there, that's how I literally began to get majority of my clientele. It all started with one $20 Facebook ad. And I ran that Facebook ad for about, um, I say a month, off and on for like a month. I ran that Facebook ad because, like I said, it's only twenty dollars, right? And um, but the wording, you know what I'm saying? The wording on it was like perfect. I was in, I was something new. Um, so most people didn't really know about me. Most people, even in my local town, they don't know. I don't know a lot of people, but I know a few people. And so the few people who I know, you know, I had them to go and just leave a review on my page and I had them to just share, share the, um, share my page or share the post, the listing that I did, uh, from the Facebook ad. And so just with that, I was able to, you know, bring in, I think my first 10 clients, I would say 10 or 11 clients, if I can remember correctly, just Smart from that. Uh, you Lexus, you can't speed through this one. So, uh, let's, let's give us the game. Uh, that was very smart, first of all, Alexis. So you, 
went to the people you knew, like friends and family, had them leave the reviews for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're running these Facebook ads and you had them share it. And you was able to book your first 10 clients. First 10 clients. Just wow. People who didn't even know me. I tell everybody, my first 10 clients are people who didn't know me. I didn't know them. You know, it wasn't my friends. It wasn't my family. It was. Now what about ads though? How did you learn how to do the ads right? Because I didn't so many know how people to do struggle with that. I didn't know how to do that. Did you boost that? What you do? Why did you I didn't. So um, I want to say, oh, did I boost the ad or did I just create? I don't think I boosted the ad. I think I just went ahead and I created a, the, the Facebook ad. Um, um, and I just got a really nice picture um, of some brows that I did. And what I did uh, was in the, in the, in the message, in the messaging of the of the ad, I ended up, you know, calling all women who are frustrated with their brows, who have brows, who have thick hair, and they're tired of going to the nail salon to get their brows waxed, and they're just not happy, and they want somebody who actually specializes in brows to actually give them a brow wax where I actually am going to be a little bit more detailed than that of the nail salon. You know, it's gonna be more so I'm mapping your brows. I'm gonna allow you to see your brow shape before we even, you know, get to waxing. So you kind of get to know, you can kind of get to see what your brows look like before we even finish the service, right? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of like triggered a lot of people to say, hey, you know, I wanna go try her, I wanna go see her, you know? And at the end of the day, my brow waxes were only $20, you know? And so I said, if I do a $20 ad and my brow waxes are $20, even if I just get one back, you know what I'm saying? Even if I just get one client out of that ad, I still made back my $20, (laughs) my $20, you know? And I ran that ad for a week and then I stopped it and then I re, redid the ad because you know on Facebook if you have some good good converting ads they allow you to use that same ad again and just you know um uh do the same ad again so that's what I just did I just kept on doing that ad and then from there I continued to use Facebook ads um and I continued to make sure that my Facebook business page was very professional um the work that I put on there the videos that I put on there um everything and I began to boost posts so boosting posts are a little bit different than um, creating an ad. Creating an ad kind of gets you out there more to your local audience a lot, but actually boosting ads gets you um, out to the people who are, are who already like your page. And not only that, but you also get access to their friends. So when you boost a post, it'll it'll ask you who do you want to, you know, who do you want to target or convert? And so I would always hit target the people who like my page and their friends. And so when you already, when you take advantage, when you move from the ad space and you move to boosting, a lot of people say, oh, don't, don't boost posts, don't boost posts. And I'm like, well, I mean, I make a lot of money from boost. From boost. I get, a, you know, a lot of traffic from boost, boosted posts. Um, but it's a strategy behind everything. When you boost a post and, and you already have people who like your page, let's say you have 700 people that like your page. So if I boost a post and I say to my friends and their friends, or to my people who like my page and their friends, not only do the people who like my page are seeing my boosted posts, but their friends, the people who they're friends with on Facebook see my posts as well. So that's kind of like I'm getting double <laughs> for the little amount of money, you know, that I'm paying. So um, 
I tell everybody, um, just learn learn the, the game of Facebook ads because that's really going to help you build your clientele. Yes, for sure. Thanks for sharing those tidbits because I tell you this, I hear a lot of different, you know, having conversations with entrepreneurs all the time. I get a lot of different um, opinions on whether you should boost or not, or, you know, does it work or doesn't it work? And, and I always say there is a strategy. So I absolutely agree. You have to have the right strategy. So I love the way like you, you, you created an ad at first, but then now that you've had, you know, ads that have worked for you, you can take polls that are performing well and reach not only the people that follow you, but their friends. So people don't think about that, but that's definitely, um, a smart way because people buy from who they know, like, and trust. So if I know Keisha know you, or yeah. if I see you friends with Keisha, I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, get you follow her. Yeah. <laughs> like she follow her. So let me go ahead and like her. Her brows look good. And I'm looking, then that kind of get gets me to looking at your work. So I love how you shared that because sometimes it's just the simple things. Like I like the way you said, you know, like just got a couple of people, got a couple of reviews and just kept sharing and asking people. And sometimes it's just as simple as that. It's as simple as asking your clients to, to review. I remember I built up my reviews, just asking every client at the end, like would you ask them to give a review? Yeah, ask them to leave a review, ask them to refer, ask them to refer a friend, tell them like, hey, I'm building my business and I would love it if you, you know, sent me some people who you may know who might be able to benefit from the services, you know, that I provide. And I also give them, hey, like, look, this is my business card on the back of my business card. I have coupons. So whenever they give their friend a business card, they can tell their friend, hey, go see my girl and you get $10 off. So it makes, you know, every woman, you know, kind of want to have a hookup, right? And so whenever I would give them the business card with a coupon on it, I say, listen, if you give this, if you find somebody or you know somebody, give this to them because they'll be able to save money. And I say, also, you will be able to save money too. I always reward those who reward me, you know? And going back to the Facebook ads, I want to make a quick uh, disclaimer that, make sure that you know you understand that whenever you're creating a facebook ad that is gonna go honestly to a cold audience and so i noticed that whenever you boost your post it's already a warm audience whenever you're boosting it to the people who already like your page if they already like your page they already like you they already kind of know like and trust you and they just kind of probably stalking you now to kind of see like hmm maybe i'm gonna go one day or maybe i'm gonna go wait till she have a sale or something you know or i'm gonna wait until something discounted then i'm gonna go or i'm gonna just kind of you know see what she's doing because i kind of i really like her work okay so if they're liking your page then you boost the post and it's like, okay, they're kind of already warm. So if I go ahead and I boost the post to my warm audience, it's more likely that I'm gonna get a booking within one to two hours. Not, not even that, because like I said, they're your warm audience. They're already waiting you know, to book with you. It's just, you have to do that one thing. Maybe it's just that one next post and they're gonna book. You know, and maybe they're just waiting on you to reiterate something. You know what I mean? Like I've had, and now that I've been in business, I noticed that whenever I first started, yeah, I had to market to a cold audience, but that's why I created the Facebook ads because I, you know, I was marketing to cold audiences. But once I was able to convert them and get them to like my page, get them to follow me, get them to share all that good stuff. It's like now, okay, I can start boosting posts now and I'm getting money from both ends. You know, I still have my ads going for cold audience for new clients, but I also have my boosted post, which is for like my current clients, my current followers, the people who, you know, already know, like, and trust me. 
I love that. It seems like you're like a marketing expert. Like you, like are you sure? You know, everybody says that. Every everybody says that. Like your your marketing is like top notch. And I'm like, really? You know how long it took me to do that? <laughs> but you have that mind, Alexis. What I can say is. It's clear to me because I'm like that too. Like I'm the person who did all my own PR for my events and people were telling you, you had to pay thousands for this. And I'm like, girl, I did it myself. You know, like I just did this. I ran a couple ads. I, I put this out and you know, that's how I got on the radio. That's how I got on the TV. And so I, I get it. And you have that in you. It's like, you understand like, look, if I wanted to work, I got to make it work. And so you, I think it's that sales skills that you, you know, obtain in the industry too. To, you know, benefit and like learning how to sales and learning how to just put myself out there. You know what I mean? I was like, that really helped me. And I tell everybody, don't neglect your sales training that you had from your last drive. Take those same skills that you learned and apply it to your business. For sure, for sure. So in addition to marketing and branding and advertising, all of those things, what do you think has contributed um, to your success thus far with your with your beauty brand? Um, I would say um, literally just being consistent. Consistency is key. Um, and that has really attributed more success than than anything, than just really being even good at my craft. Because we can be good at our craft, but because we're inconsistent, we're not really successful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's because they're not inconsistent. I think that if you are consistent, there are people who, watch, like I said, people who follow you and watch your page, they're looking to see if you're inconsistent or if you're consistent. If I'm consistently posting, if I'm consistently uploading, somebody is going to say, oh my goodness, they're professional. I want to figure out where they are and where, you know, where they're going. But if I'm inconsistent with my posting, if I'm inconsistent with my marketing, that means I'm inconsistent in everything else. So people look mm-hmm. at that and people see that and they say, mm, I'm not sure because when I go on her page, you know, she, she you know, it's been like a week and to, or two since the last time she posts, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. We're running a business. Let me tell you something. Whenever you're watching TV, those McDonald's ads are in your face. They're in your face. They're in your, they don't waste no time. They don't waste no time. I'm telling you, those McDonald's ads I are did. in your face. Wendy's, they in your face all the time with their marketing these bigger beauty brands like your benefit like your uh, estee lauder like your they're successful not because their foundation is good because estee lauder foundation is not all that <laughs> great to me but because they're so consistent because they're so consistent with their marketing oh my goodness they are successful they are successful so i tell everybody be consistent if you can be consistent at getting up, making sure that you post, making sure that you engage on your social media, making sure that you put yourself out there. Guess what? You're going to be consistent in getting further education trainings to make sure that you know what you're doing. You're going to be consistent in keeping all of your licensings up to date, your insurances up to date. You're going to be consistent in every other aspect. Okay. And I tell everybody the back of your business is always going to be marketing. If you have bad marketing, you're going to have a bad, bad, bad business i don't care what anybody tells you marketing is going to be the back of your business that kind of holds the leg up for your business yeah i love that i love that because back to what you were saying because how you do anything is how you do everything how you do everything yeah and i think people fail to realize that i have a lot of coaching clients that that's the that's the biggest struggle it's just 
they're they're awesome at what they do in the beauty industry but the consistency is not there and they don't see the value in being consistent with social media they think so i think some people have to change their mindset about what social media is it's a marketing tool and when you look Mm -hmm. at it from a business standpoint when you look at it as a marketing tool and you use it like that you can make it benefit you it can make you money now you could sit up there, you could take selfies all day, or you could take pictures of your food, or you could, you know, do whatever. And that might work for you as well. But when you use it as a marketing tool and you use it to be social and a networking and marketing to get your brand out there, it can it can bring you money and it can bring you clients and it can really help you to grow and scale your business. But you have to have a strategy and you have to use it as such and you have to be consistent. And I think a lot of beauty professionals fail to realize that for some reason, Alexis. So thanks for sharing those tips for sure. Of course, of course. Yes, yes, thanks for saying. So I do want to go into the um, the whole non-compete thing because that is a part of your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that was interesting because it was like you stepped out there. It's like, and, and it seemed like as soon as your, your business started growing, you're getting out there and then here you go, you get this letter. So tell us, to, to take us through the story with the non-compete. Okay, so whenever, uh, like I said, I started my business, I think we opened up uh, everything, the every, the world's supposed to open back up uh, for Texas because um, that's where I'm based in, Texas. Um, I believe it was like May 18th. And so I opened that day. <laughs> I launched. I launched that day. I knew that's what we do. That's what I did. So I launched that day. Um, I believe right in um, a month. It was literally like a month. Probably not even a month. Um, it was. I want to say June. It was sometime in June. I received the non-compete. Uh, it was in an email. It was in a group email actually um, to three people, and then it was sent to me. Um, I received the. It in my mail. I re- also received it at my business location, and I was just like, "Wow! Like, is this like really happening?" And the non-compete did stay because yes, um, after I worked at Benefit, I did work at a salon, and I would sign a non-compete. Now, whenever I signed this non-compete at the salon that I worked at, um, the salon was in another county than the county that I actually live in, and so the non-compete just kind of stated that. Um, if I were to resign or if I were to be let go, that I would not work at a salon within the state of Texas or Louisiana for a year. And so I said, uh, I didn't really, at that time, I didn't care because I was looking to be with that company for, you know, longevity. Like I I was probably going to be there for a couple of years, you know? Um, however, when the pandemic came, it changed the whole like I saw another side of um my the my uh my bosses I saw another side of them I also kind of it was like awakening I think the pandemic was kind of an awakening for me to not depend on my nine to five because they didn't let us off with pay you know they told us to go apply for unemployment or take out a loan with them and for me I was like uh, I didn't I really didn't want to do either but you know doing the unemployment was the way to go however in that uh non-compete um Whenever I had the uh, cease and desist letter, the cease and desist letter said that with all of the training that they gave me, um, they I need to pay them back for the training if I want to continue working with my business and paying them back for the training that they, you know, trained me with as far as lashes and brows go was $3,900. 
So for me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna have to pay them back $3,900 or either they are going to go to the courthouse and they're going to get a letter or demand to where I'm going to have to pay them all of the money that I've accumulated in my business so far on top of the $3,900. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, first of all, Alexis, first of all, I think that it is outlandish for a salon to do that to a, to a stylist oh, yeah. or, or esthetician or whatever, because it's the thing. How can you expect me to sign a non-compete to say that I won't work within a city with a, a year, a year's time of working there? First so of all, you're saying the entire state. The That's state. Oh, the very state. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the state. The state. <laughs> That's For a wrong. year. So you mean to tell me that if it doesn't work out at your salon and I resign, I need to be unemployed for, for a year? year. For a year, like I can't, I can't utilize a license. I can't that utilize I paid for. my license for a year. <laughs> that wow. is ridiculous, and that's why we need to be very careful about what we sign, and we mm-hmm. need to make sure we're really clear on the terms. And in, in in cases like that, I would have a lawyer review it for sure. And you and I want to get into that because I know you um, had some things. So so I'll let you finish the story. Yeah. So for one, Brandy, I agree getting a lawyer. And that's one thing that, um, being young, you know, in business and being young and employed, you don't know like your rights, all of your rights. Um, and so now that I kind of like know a little bit more, I would tell everybody, listen, if somebody puts a non-compete in your face to and telling you to sign it, first off, send it to three different people, a lawyer, uh, maybe a friend of the family who, you know, kind of understands, um, contracts and agreements and things like that uh and maybe send it to two two different lawyers you know i don't know but you need to send it to at least three people because sometimes in your face in your eyes you know they can deceive you (laughs) especially when you really really want something so you have to make sure that you know even if you understand it still send it to three different people even when you don't understand it send it to three different people and get a better understanding um and then also know your rights you can negotiate a non-compete you can And so know that if there's something in the non-compete that you don't like, you can always have your lawyer to redo the non-compete and then you go back and you present it to your your, uh, bosses um, or to your place of employment because that is is something that you can do. Um, But yeah, so once um, that happened, I was very, very conflicted. I was very, very confused. Um, Also in the cease and desist order, they said that they would like to resolve everything without litigation and they would just prefer for me to just stop my business. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to stop my business. I've already spent way too much money. Um, By this time, I'm not getting unemployment no more. (laughs) So I got to eat. I got to build. I got to, you know, I have to do something. So I went and I uh, talked to a friend who recommended Legal Shield. I don't know if you guys know what Legal Shield is, but Legal Shield is actually um, a legal protection type of agency to where they set you with a law firm um, within your um, within your uh, state or within your proximity, and you can kind of get access to lawyers, you know, at the drop of a hat. You know, you just call and they put you on the phone with lawyers. Um, it's about, I think for businesses, like $39 a month, for personal, $29 a month. So you literally can use Legal Shield like to get you out of jail. Like one night you may, 
you know, go to jail and you may need a lawyer. Like you can call, you can say, I need to call my lawyer. You call Legal Shield <laughs> and they'll, they'll help you. They'll put you in contact with somebody and they'll help you. Um, you can also use Legal Shield for get out of uh, traffic tickets, things like that. Like you can use it for all that. You can use it for legal protection for your business because they do have business plans. And so I got on the business plan with them and I let them know everything that was going on. Um, and so once I let, you know, the lady who I talked to, I let her know what was going on. She actually uh, put me in contact with uh, Ross and Matthews, which is out of Fort Worth um, in Dallas, Texas. So I was able to get with a lawyer. She was a little um, uh, older, more mature uh, lady. And she was just so sweet. I uh, really loved her. And she said that she read over the uh, cease and desist order. And she said, this is flat out wrong. This is not right. I said at the end of the day, she said that there are loopholes in every non-compete. She, and she special that's what she specialized she specialized in uh non-competes and stuff so um whenever i was talking to her she said that there's always a loophole so send me the non-compete guys if you get documents from your job and your place of employment and you throw them away that is the worst thing to do make sure that you keep copies of everything Everything that you sign, every document, every legal document. I don't even care if I, I even kept copies of the um of the training manuals. I kept everything. You have to keep everything. That's one thing that I thank God that I was I was at least that smart to keep copies of everything. So not only did I send the lady the original non-compete, but I was able to send her the cease and desist order. I was able to send her my training materials. I was also able to send her the training materials from benefit cosmetics because i was already trained in brows and lashes through benefit cosmetics and so whenever i uh, um, transferred over to another salon the salon was trying to take credit for my training and that's what they were trying to fight they were trying to say like I, we trained them they need to pay us she needs to pay us back for her training and i'm like no that's not true because i was already trained maybe they did a refresher course with me but i was already trained through benefit so i had the certification to prove that so i sent that to my lawyer and so my lawyer was able to find a small loophole and then she was also able to utilize my training from benefit cosmetics and everything and kind of just get all that turned around and literally all I know is I had a friend who was a, who was a coworker who was still there, and she said, "I don't know what happened or what's going on with you, but they just made us sign all new non-competes." <laughs> I was like, "I guess I'm saved. I guess I can continue going to business." I did. After that, I heard nothing back from them or their lawyer. So, you know what? I I I bet that there are people who had similar experiences that just shut everything down and lost and lost their business due to a crazy situation like this. And this is just, I'm glad it, it worked out in your favor. And I, I appreciate you sharing your story because I don't want anybody else to have to go through that. And I, we need to be very careful about those things because I kind of understand both sides. What happens with like usually commission-based salons mm -hmm. is they provide all this training, they provide all these things, and then the girl will stay 90 days and then she leaves. And then it's like, and it's, it costs a lot of money to train people, to onboard people, to bring people on. And so to put all that into people and for them to continuously leave, I understand that that's a problem because I have salon owner friends and I know people who have gone through those things. So it is hard sometimes trying to find the right people. And I understand why you may want to put a non-compete in place. 
but it has to be reasonable and you can't stop people from living life and, you know, utilizing their license for a year or having to shut down their business. You can't expect people not to grow and not to move on. I would only want you to move on and grow. The, my biggest thing would be, I just wouldn't want you to steal my clientele. Uh -huh. So if I, if it was me, I would just put things in place where you couldn't steal my clientele, but I would never want to prevent anybody from growing. Growing. Exactly. And so I, I, I was so shocked because I said, you know what? I said, I didn't solicit any clientele for them. Like I'm literally starting over from the ground. I literally have nothing. I said, why are they coming after me? Like, and I said, I'm in a whole nother county, a whole nother county. I said, I just don't understand like why they had to do it. But, you know, I, I understand, like you said, again, from a business standpoint, how from a business standpoint, how frustrating it can be. And um, and I was there for, you know, longer than 90 days because, you know, you have the 90 day probation. So I know I had, you know, I was there longer than that. Um, I was there for about maybe seven months um, and I was going to probably be there longer if the pandemic hadn't hit. But I, I, I think that we have to remember, too, that as as young people in our minds, um, sometimes we can be all over the place, you know, and we're not as stable as we should be. And so we're not as stable in our jobs. And then you can kind of see that, you know, we have like maybe three, four or five different jobs within a two year frame time frame, which is not, you know, okay, which is not good. Um, but when it comes to starting a business, you can't be all over the place in business you have to have some type of stability. You have to have some type of sound mind to be able to make decisions because you're gonna be making decisions quickly. I could have quickly made a decision to shut down and revert back and retreat, but I quickly made a decision to figure out, okay, I don't think that I have 400 or $500 to go see a local lawyer. So I was able to talk to a friend who recommended Legal Shield. And so at the quickness of a hat, I said, I'm going to go and see if Legal Shield can help me and so that I can respond because they were, even on the cease and desist letter, they were giving me a whole time frame <laughs> of when I needed to respond by before, you know, they proceeded with litigation. So again, guys, I just recommend that uh, Legal Shield is a great, and I'm not sponsoring this or anything with Legal Shield, but Legal Shield is a great option to have to pay $39 a month just to have your business covered just in case something like that happens. <laughs> You know what? It's not a bad idea because, especially because I know a, a lot of times with beautypreneurs, you know, there's a lot of expenses with business. And oftentimes the reason why I do what I do is because I understand we know our art, but it's that business piece that's missing oftentimes, right? It's that business piece. So I want to help bring the business piece and, and that's why I realized that sometimes, you know, at starting a business, you know, getting all those things can be expensive and overwhelming. So I, I had a similar service before that helped me when I had like just a small little court thing I had to go handle. Yeah. And it, it came in handy to be able to call and have somebody come to court and fight on my behalf. And I'm only paying a small fee every month. So I think it is something that I hadn't thought about it before, but it is something that I'm aware of and I know someone who sells it and I feel like if you can't afford to retain a lawyer because those are some of the things you need when you start a business you need to get a lawyer you need to get an accountant and all those things mm -hmm. but sometimes those type of services they offer those types of things they even have like accounting services they help you with your finances they help you with your legal there's a lot of different things they can help you with and um with, depending on what package you get and it yeah. may be 
um, beneficial if you can't afford to invest in those things separately to maybe think about getting some type of membership that you can call and have somebody because it, it had it, it does work. I can say it has worked on in my behalf because we had something similar through my husband's job and it was just a small little um, case, but they were able to go to uh, court with us and fight, help me out. And I didn't have to handle that on my own. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and it ended up working out in my favor and I didn't have to pay this money that I probably would have had to pay that I went by myself, you know, because <laughs> I didn't have a lawyer otherwise. So, so look at those things. It may be beneficial to have those services in place. So I just want to touch on that. But another thing too, like, like kind of um, tell us what it, what has success been like though? Cause sometimes people don't realize that when you, sometimes when you grow really quickly, you can have growing pains too. So like kind of, you know, kind of share like your experiences so far with your business. Um, yeah. So you can have growing pains. You can have those things to where everything is going good. And then a client is upset. You got to deal with that. Um, or maybe a client, something happened with a client to where maybe she broke out after her facial or either she got a burn after her facial, which has happened before, you know, or they got a little burn after waxing their eyebrows. Those things I've learned um, how to talk with clients, calm them down, um, retain them. Um, I actually had a client who broke out from a, a facial. I was able to go to her house, give her something to help clear it up. It cleared up within two days and she was so happy and she rebooked for her next facial the, the next month. And so things like that, as being a business owner, um, you kind of have to go the extra mile. And that's a growing pain that I really had to learn. Like I can't be self-centered. I have to really, really care about my clients to the point to where I've worked a 10 hour day, but I'm leaving and going to go see about a client who has expressed to me that something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And it's raining, you know, it's raining, it's everything. You know, I could have just went home and said, you know what, forget it, she already paid and all that stuff. But no, it's about your business. And I always tell people, branding is not just colors. It's about your reputation. And so if you have a bad reputation in the, in the mouth of people, because let's not forget word of mouth is still a popular marketing thing. If you have, a, if your brand reputation is bad in word of mouth, that's not good. That's not good at all. And so I always wanted that to kind of be something to where people know, like she goes the extra mile. I want to go to her salon because she grow, she goes the extra mile for me. I always get not only a good service from her as far as brows or facials or lashes or anything like that, but it's her personality, but it's her space is cozy. It's clean. You know, it smells wonderful. You know, all of these things are what clients have said to me. And I also follow up. Okay, I also follow up. I tell everybody, baby, the money is in the follow up. The money is mm -hmm. in the follow up. Do you follow up with your clients? Do you check on them? You know, if somebody, let's say, for, give you an example. If somebody, maybe they broke out in their eye area um, from, uh, in their eyebrow area from a brow wax um, that, I, that I probably did for them. And then I'll say, hey, um, okay, she broke out. I'll tell her, hey, go get some vitamin E. Then I'll go and I'll see everybody else who I did that day. And I will text each and every one individually and say, hey, did, I had a client who had a reaction. Did you experience anything? You know, and I, that's just to make sure that I'm covering all bases because you will have clients, okay, who will send you a letter from their lawyer and saying, I had to go to the hospital because I burnt, you know, my eyebrows were burnt and all these different things. And you're like, what? You're like, what? Like, what is happening? What is going on? And that's happened uh, to me before. Uh, even at the beginning of um, 
my business and it was because I ordered my wax off of Amazon. I used a professional brand wax, but I ordered off of Amazon. And that's how I figured out that when you guys order your professional products off Amazon, a lot of times it's not the actual professional brand, it's a dupe. And they dupe it so good to the point to where now you're deceived to thinking you're using a professional brand and you're just getting it for the low low on Amazon. But it's, it's, it's not. It's not the real thing, y'all. So don't buy your professional products from Amazon. Make sure you go to the professional website to buy your products. OK, that's my little spill on that. But anyways, I had a client who, uh, you know, she went to her lawyer and had her lawyer send me a letter about how she went to the hospital and she had brawls and bruises. And I'm like, listen, this never happened before. Maybe you got like a little burn, but those little eyebrow little little um burns that normally if you put vitamin e oil on them um and being an institution that i am i know this it'll scab up and flake off and you'll be back to normal within three days three four days okay but she never let me know that this happened okay and this is where the power of consent forms come in and that's another growing pain mm -hmm. knowing when to utilize your consent forms you guys you have to have consent forms if you don't have consent forms that's like a basic like Oh my goodness. Alexis, well, quick question about consent forms because I, so I'm an esthetician too. I would use them for like lash extensions. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, so I, but I didn't use them for makeup, but one time I needed one for makeup. Mm -hmm. So do you think you should use it for makeup too? You should use it for makeup. You should use it for any service that you have. Even if you have, I tell everybody, just have a general have a general consent form that everybody fills out and it's on everything, you know, and then have different ones. Like for me, I have three different consent forms. I have a brow and lash consent form. So it's kind of like, even if they're not getting lashes, they still fill that form out. If, if they're just getting a brow wax, if they're getting lashes, they still fill the form out, even if they're not getting a brow wax, it's all in there. So I know no matter what, if they come to me, no matter what, I have it on file. If they're getting a facial, they have a consent form from that. If they're getting permanent makeup, they have a consent form from that. So I have three of them and it's digital. So it's sent in the confirmation text. So they can just easily, you know, whichever service they're getting, they can sign the consent form from their phone. But it's important. I feel like if I didn't have that, if I didn't have the consent form for her brow wax, I probably would have gotten in trouble for that. So I was able to send her lawyer back the consent form and her signed consent form. I was able to, you know, send her, you know, that she actually, you know, did text me something and I let her know back what to do with it and how to operate with it. I said, she never told me that she went to the hospital. So therefore I'm not giving her my insurance information. I'm not doing any of that because at the end of the day, she never sent me any pictures. Okay. She just literally called <laughs> and I told her what to do. So I say in that, in that instance, that protected me from her probably possibly having like a little mini lawsuit from me. And at the end of the day, you know, I think some people have to remember, um, in being young in business, you will get a lot of older women who will try to take advantage of you. So you have to make sure that you're sharp. You really do. You have to make sure that you're sharp. I'm only 25. And so I started my business and I look like I'm, you know, 16, 17 years old already, you know, because I'm small and skinny and everybody, you know, they look at that. Okay. And so they're like, oh, I can take advantage of her. You know, I could, you know, do whatever I want to do. And I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I'm very professional and I make sure that I'm very poised and I know, you know, my stuff. And so sometimes they will try to outsmart you because they want to get money out of you and they want to, you know, put a bad reputation on your brand. And you have to, as a young, you know, business owner, you kind of have to set those standards for yourself and make sure that you are educated, not just on your services that you are providing, but you are educated in the business arena. And if you're not, 
get some type of mentor or somebody that can kind of help you to be prepared for things like this because I'm telling you if you're not prepared somebody can really take everything that you work so hard for within the blink of an eye mm-hmm. yes yes well Alexis I'll tell you this you are definitely wise behind your years like do you have that go-to person? You have to, like, do you have, like, a support system as an entrepreneur? Is there, like, a mentor that you go to? Like, how do you, where do you go for your inspiration? Because it seems that, you know, even in the short time of starting your business during the pandemic and, you know, working on your own, you've had some experiences already. Like, so you've already, you know, has a couple <laughs> things happen as, you know, as you be in business long enough, you're going to have it too. But um, it seems like, you know, you you learn from your mistakes, you are growing and consistently building, like, what what would you contribute to that? Um, I really contribute a lot of that, Brandy, to prayer. I think that everybody, every entrepreneur needs to understand the strength of just prayer. Like, the mastering your mornings, getting up in the morning, making sure that you have some type of time to to yourself to pray to prepare for the day um prepare yourself mentally because you know as a business owner you're thrown so much so much throughout the day i mean it's like i tell everybody it's like i never knew that i would go into business to, to solve problems all day long <laughs> it's like I, it's, it's like a problem a problem a problem a problem i gotta do services <laughs> I got to do the accounting. I got to do the marketing. Gotta, like it's it's so much, especially when you first start out because you kind of like being the jack of all trades when you first start out, right? You're doing everything. And so I would really, you know, like to say you really have to have some type of prayer, some type of faith to really help you keep you grounded. You also have to be aware and wise of who you listen to. You know, I listen to Brandy a lot. You know, Brandy probably doesn't know, but I listen to her uh, I kind of listened to her and been following her um, while as on my journey to starting my business. So I, I kind of found her in Black Business Women Network and I saw she saw, had a podcast and all these things. I was listening and I was following her and she would post like really encouraging things. So, you know, find people like that, you know, who are posting encouraging things, who, you know, have encouraging podcasts who you can kind of see from other business owners and learn. Because believe it or not, Brandy has an awesome podcast where she interviews so many different people and you can kind of go and you can get nuggets from them and how successful they are. You can attribute that and implement, you know, those nuggets into your own business. And so I say, listen to podcasts, you know, watch YouTube videos of people who, you know, are going in a place that where you want to go. Um, and like I said, get people, if you have mentors, if you can get like a mentorship group or a mastermind group or things like that from a trusted person, you know, go ahead and do those. You know, I tell everybody, you do not have to pay $5,000 for a coach. You don't. You don't have to pay $5,000 for a coach you can find people who may not have the big following and all of the glitz and glam of everything. You can find somebody who is, you know, smaller. And I bet you they'll probably be 10 times more impactful to you helping your business to helping your business grow than the person who has, you know, over a hundred thousand followers, you know, you just have to use wisdom. So use wisdom, keep, keep a prayer life and make sure that you are following people who inspire you, who encourage you, and who can help you grow in, in, in the area that you're looking to grow in. Great, great advice. Thanks for sharing, Alexis. I know, like I said, you are wise beyond your years, girl. And this is only the beginning. Like, this is just, yeah, this is, this is just a, 
a stepping stone. You're a leader. You have you have leadership all in you. And you're going to be helping people in a whole different way. So the reason why you feel like you help people so much is because you're going to be helping people in a whole different way soon. And so, yeah, you're, you're climbing this ladder, babe. You're, yeah, you have leadership all in you. I thank you so much for being on because, like, it's been, like, your, your, your journey has been inspiring for me just to hear, like, because I know what's possible, and I, I understand that it's possible and I see so many people struggling and I want them to get it. And I'm yeah. glad that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're getting it on your journey. And I know it's not always easy, but you just, just don't quit. Right. Don't quit. Don't give up y'all. Just don't, don't give, give up. up. Don't give, don't give up. up. <laughs> that's, I think that is the, uh, that's the thing. So have you, uh, one last question I wanted to ask is, have you had to, have you hired anybody yet? Like, have you hired no, no, and that's one thing I want. Girl, I had a, a, someone even reach out to me and say, I want to come work for you. They wanted to be my assistant because uh, I remember I was posting something on Facebook. It was like a little meme with SpongeBob where business, like this is business having like eight arms trying to do the market. Yes. Trying to do this and, all that. and that's how I was feeling that day. And so she inboxed me and said, hey, you know, I can come work for you. I don't even have to work. You know, I don't have to work every day if you can't afford it. Like I can work these days and these <laughs> Like she was trying to work with me and everything. And I said, just give me some time. Just give me some time. Because at the end of the day, although you, you get these clients, although you make this money, you still have bills. You still have inventory. You still have all these other things that your money is going into. And then you still have yourself. <laughs> After mm -hmm. all of that, you still have yourself that you have to pay yourself. And that's even if, you know, that week or that month, you were even able to get paid because at the end of the day, let's just be real. That's business. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the growing pains too. Like you mentioned, the growing pains of business is just the realization of you're not going to be making millions your first year. And it, although it is possible, However, whenever you are just starting off, you have to get through those growing pains. You really have to be processed to really know and understand business. And I feel like my first year was that knowing and understanding business more so than really making a ton of money. <laughs> but tell us how many clients you've served roughly. Oh, your yeah, first, roughly first the first, my first year, guys, roughly over 500 uh, clients that year. That is phenomenal. Uh, and I, and I, everybody says like, oh my God, that's a lot. And I'm, I'm looking at the numbers like, yeah, it's a lot, but it ain't my seven figures. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you gotta pat yourself on the back. I'm telling you, celebrate the small wins because yeah, you'll exactly. look up and mm -hmm. it'll feel like you haven't done nothing and you'll never feel like you've done anything. And, and I'm really trying to learn how to just, you know, embrace it, you know, celebrate it, appreciate it. I'm really learning that because things become a blur and it's like, we're always trying to strive for the next, always trying to strive for the next. Always. So that's always. why, and then it'll never be enough. So mm -hmm. that's why you just, if you celebrate along the way, then it's like you're enjoying the journey. But if you're just waiting for that one big thing to celebrate, then you're never going to celebrate. So celebrate now. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's one thing, Brandy, that I have really been on myself about is to really celebrate the small things more um, and celebrating myself more because sometimes, you know, as being a business owner, sometimes you can kind of see other people and their success and you think that, oh, you know, you know, once I reach that, that's going to be success. But no, like what I'm doing now, that's that's successful. You know, that's successful. Everything that I've overcame in the last year, year and a half in my business, 
the all of the little you know non-competes and the frustrated clients the happy clients the building you know a website and all those different things all of that is success you know all of that is something that i did for the first time and it's getting me money you know it's, it's putting money in my pocket it's feeding me so at the end of the day it, it's perfect it's, it's it's successful and it's growing hallelujah it's growing <laughs> yes yes it is yeah this is only the beginning girl i can't wait yeah. to see I, it's leadership all in you so wait. when you when you step into that next make sure you call me so we can talk about it because i already know you already know <laughs> I'm trying to come to Beauty Business Summit. I'm wondering, when is the Beauty Business Summit? When is it in person, Brandy? Because I got to come. Okay, oh, no. we're, come. we're doing it in person 2022 for sure. Next okay. year, we're going to do it in person. Okay, you let me know. You let me know. I will. Next year for sure. Yep, next year. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, I, I, it's been, we could talk all day, Alexis, it's been absolutely great having you on the podcast. I really appreciate your transparency and you sharing your story, you know, just genuinely from the heart, um, just really sharing. I really appreciate that. Um, I'm going to ask you the last couple of questions I like to ask people that come on a podcast. Okay. So tell us what is either your favorite book or book that you're currently reading right now? Ooh, my favorite book. I would have to say my favorite book. Ooh, it has to be the Bible because that's the one I read the most. <laughs> that's the one I read the most, you guys. Um, and I, right now I'm reading the book of uh, Micah. So it's the book of Micah and the Bible is what I'm currently reading at the moment. So awesome. that's always a good one. Always a good one. What's either your favorite tool or app that you use to operate in business? Oh, favorite tool and app. Oh, I would say... What's the one that I use the most? I have so many of them. I utilize the Facetune, the Adobe, the Gen Book. I would have to say it's the the Facetune Two app. It's the one that where you're able to like smooth the skin. <laughs> I don't really always because I'm uh, always taking so many pictures. So sometimes um, if I'm trying to really like uh, post a picture of somebody's brows or somebody's skin um, uh, skin sometimes I'll post it and it's not as like you can kind of see like a uh, little uh, poor big big pores or a lot of bumps and stuff like that so I like to use the uh, facetune app to kind of smooth awesome awesome and I think you shared that we talked about success a little bit but how do you define success mm, I would Ooh, that's a hard question, Brandy. Ooh, with the hard questions. I would have to define success as more so, like I said um, earlier, is, is consistency. It's just being consistent. Um, if you're consistent, if you're consistent with what you're doing, success will come. If you're consistent in knowing like where you're aiming, you will hit your target and you will become successful. Awesome. So I know you shared about like, you know, we know you're here, you know, cosmetologist, brows, lashes, but I want you to um, just share, you know, the name of your business, how they can find it and, and like, you know, tell everybody what, exactly what it is you do with your business. 
Yeah, so um, you guys, I do uh, own a uh, spa. It is called uh, Royal Opulence Beauty Bar, um, located in Beaumont, Texas. Soon, my second location will be in Houston, Texas, so I'm excited about that. Um, however, second location? Yes, I'm getting a oh. second location because I'm moving. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, move, I'm moving to that area, and I'm going to open up a location, and I'm trying. I'm going to keep some of my clients here as well. So I'm in the process of working all of those details out so when you said am i hiring yet i'm looking give me some time but it's coming um but yeah um you can find me on uh, instagram at at lex skin beauty so that's l-e-x skin beauty um you can find a royal opulence beauty bar on facebook with um just by typing in the name you can kind of see some of the services that i provide where i'm where my specific location is you can kind of see some pictures um you can see some live some reels that i've done on instagram um and all that jazz and i also have a website www.royalopulencebeautybar.com and you can kind of look at my background and all that stuff on there Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll have all that information in the show notes. Alexis Martin, everybody check out her business and look it up. But thank you so much, Alexis. It's been absolutely great having you on the show today. As always, stay great and we are out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Make sure you subscribe. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Email me at info at businessbeautynetwork.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and Facebook at I am Brandy Taylor. I want to connect with you, so let's stay connected. And remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.